Hello, America. It's time for Uncle Sam Says Podcast number nine, the Rappahannock River Throw. Oh, you're going to like the Rappahannock River Throw. It's another story about George Washington. But in addition to that, I'm going to tell you some things you really need to know about our Declaration of Independence. For instance, the word unalienable. Oh, some people look at it and say, oh, that's inalienable or unalienable or something. Anyway, I'll tell you all about that. So here you go, right from the radio program, podcast number nine, The Rappahannock River Throw. Uncle Sam here, and welcome to you. I'm teaching American truth, and today we're going to learn some pretty important, pretty basic stuff. Back in revolutionary times, almost every country in the world was run by a king or, or some other form of government which gave the people certain rights and privileges. That was how it had always been, until the Declaration of Independence, which said that all men were created equal and given unalienable rights, including life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Why, those upstart colonists were saying that their liberty and rights came from God, and that a government's only purpose should be to protect them. In other words, King George couldn't give the rights away because God had already done it. And if King George was going to take those rights away, then then we were going to fight. <laughs> oh, here, uh, did you notice I said unalienable? <laughs> well, here, I'd like to clear up a couple of common misunderstandings. First, the words unalienable, and then I'll get to the pursuit of happiness. Now, that's as found in the Declaration of Independence. If you look up the word unalienable in any modern dictionary, you'll simply be referred to a new word, inalienable, as if they meant the same thing, and they most certainly do not. The word inalienable means, quote, not to be removed or transferred without consent. This is a good thing, but is not the whole truth as intended by the Founding Fathers. Their choice, unalienable, why this goes a great big step further and stipulates that our rights cannot even have a lien put against them, even with consent. They cannot even be threatened. In other words, we can't be put in prison for debt or in any other way have our God-given rights held for ransom. Unalienable, the state of a thing or right which cannot be sold. Things which are not in commerce as public roads are in their nature unalienable. The natural rights of life and liberty are unalienable. Now this is taken from, and, and you got to go back here to get this kind of information, from Bouvier's Law Dictionary, 1856 edition. They knew what they were talking about. Those patriots, those colonists that, that built our founding documents, they understood the law. They'd been reading about it for years. They didn't have television and radio, and <laughs> they had been reading the good books. And, and they understood. Unalienable incapable of being alienated, that is, sold or transferred. Now that comes from Black's Law Dictionary, um, the 6th edition, page 1523. Uh, he goes on to say, you cannot surrender, sell, or transfer unalienable rights. They are a gift from the Creator to the individual and cannot under any circumstances be surrendered or taken. All individuals have unalienable rights. Well now, uh, what about this word inalienable? 
that all the dictionaries refer us to, and most people think that's the word, <laughs> and it isn't, but here's what inalienable means. These are rights which are not capable of being surrendered or transferred without the consent of the one possessing such rights. You can surrender, sell, or transfer inalienable rights if you consent either actually or constructively. In other words, the government can take them away from you. Inalienable rights are not inherent in man and can be alienated by government. Persons have inalienable rights. Most state governments recognize only inalienable rights. But our Constitution says unalienable. <laughs> you gotta know the difference. That's important. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Unheard of in the whole wide world up to that time. Now, the words pursuit of happiness, why, that simply refers to our ability to own property. That's right. It just means that we not only have the right to life and liberty, but that we can own our own property too without government interference. Now that means profits and wages too. We control all of it. It's ours. The founders knew that there was no happiness. In fact, a man cannot be truly free unless he can own and work and develop his own property and be able to enjoy all the fruits from it. The Founding Fathers knew exactly what they were doing. They were not setting up a constitution to protect them from King George. They were setting up a constitution to protect them and all future generations against human nature. That's what they were doing. No other constitutional republic has lasted nearly so long as the United States of America. The truth about the Founding Fathers and other American heroes must be reestablished in the very fabric of American life, and your children will love it and thank you for it. I'm going to tell you some true stories as we go along. <laughs> They're truth, not the pap and drivel your children are forced to watch and listen to for, for hour after hour from your televisions and radios and movies. I know the youth of this nation because I know the strength of their fathers and mothers. They're the same blood. These are the children that the great God has reserved to come forth in these last days to live in this great land. They have a purpose. They have a calling. And listening to the true stories of their forefathers will light a candle in their soul to illuminate their destiny to their minds. Let them hear the truth and they will rally. Let them learn the principles of true freedom that their forefathers were willing to fight and die for, and they will never be deceived. They will recognize the truth and will never fall for this. This government owes us a living garbage that's being fed to us today. They will know capitalism, not this socialism. They will know true Americanism, not this treason called progressivism. These youth are the hope of this land, and it is to them I speak today. <laughs> well... Well, I do get carried away sometimes, but, but what I said is true. <laughs> I wish old George could have heard that last little bit I said. Why, he'd have been nodding his head in approval and probably risen to his feet and applauded when I finished. 
I love talking about George Washington. He was a man's man. He was a tall man, very strong. He was so strong, in fact, that a lot of stories were told about him long before he was any famous war hero. He was well known among his own local people, well known and loved. One time, and this was just when he was a boy, he was a playing with a bunch of other boys on the banks of the Rappahannock River. They were competing with each other, trying to determine who could throw a piece of slate the furthest into the river. Now, according to the surveys of the river at that time, it was 300 feet across right there, so, of course, nobody could throw completely across, but they were throwing those flat pieces of slate as far as they could, and then they'd mark where the splashes were when they skipped to a stop. When it came George's turn, nobody told him he couldn't throw clear across the river, so he picked up a piece of slate and he let fly. <laughs> it not only spanned the river, but it didn't come down for 30 paces beyond the bank. That was a throw of 390 feet. <laughs> now, some folks have <laughs> stretched this story into a yarn that it was a, a silver dollar that he threw. <laughs> well, well, I ain't going to dispute with anybody. I just happen to know that it was a piece of slate. Oh, well, folks, thanks for listening. You can't restore America unless you know what America used to be and what made America great. Please help bring more people to these lessons. Until tomorrow, remember, you're learning the truth. Speak with boldness and keep your powder dry.